Good morning, everyone. <laughs> uh, today, I'd like to talk about right thought. I've been working in the One Dharma Center since January this year. When I got to know that I was assigned to the One Dharma, I remember the conversation I had with um, my friend in 1997. We attended the Wednesday meditation session at the Seoul Meditation Center at that time. And during the Dharma talk on that day, the teacher told us the news that the headquarters of One Buddhism would be built in the United States. So on the way home, I remember it was in the subway, and I told my friend, I think I'm going to work there. <laughs> Someday in the future. And I clearly remember the scene. And my friend just looked at me, you know, and didn't say anything. It's a very short moment, but I clearly remember. And three years later, it happened to me that I decided to become a minister. And 14 years later, in 2011, Wanda Center opened as a retreat center and headquarter um, of the One Buddhism in the United States. And now I'm working there. So it's still a mystery to me why I had that thought on that day. Instead of saying, I want to visit the center, I said, I think I'm going to work there. I had never ever thought about becoming a minister at the time and even going abroad. So maybe I had a seed that had not even sprouted, the seed of the wish. I don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> so the reason I'm telling this story is because today I want to talk about the importance of having a thought. So even though it was not intended, I just had one thought on that day, and it has become reality now. So when I first learned the mindfulness practice in one Buddhism, I asked my teacher, what is the most important mindfulness item to practice with? So in one Buddhism, when you practice mindfulness, uh, you first set your own mindfulness item, like to do or not to do. And you check how many times you were mindful of those items during that day. So at the time, as a beginner, I was not quite sure what idea I, I had to practice with. So I asked the teacher just to give me one, the best one. And the teacher answered my question. So practice with this. Be mindful to make choices with sound thought. Have you heard this? Be mindful to make choices with sound thought. 
So I think I didn't like that answer that much. To me, it sounded too broad and vague to put into practice. However, the more I understand one Buddhism and its practice, the more strongly I feel the importance of its meaning. So let me explain its meaning a little bit. Be mindful to make choices with sound thought. So what the sound means, sound. So according to the Cambridge English Dictionary, the sound means in good condition, healthy, or not broken, or damaged. For example, a person of sound mind. Did you get it? So look at this circle. It's perfect shape, right? So this circle symbolizes our original mind, uh, which is perfect and complete and utterly impartial and selfless. So sound thought is the one from this state of mind. So if the circle is broken or damaged, then the thought from that state cannot be a sound thought. Right? So for example, when you think our mind is not perfect shape, in its, in its perfect shape, when does that happen? Angry. Angry or getting upset or getting um, stuck to one idea or thoughts. You have attachment, right? When you have attachment, what happened? When you have attachment to somebody or something, then what happened? Our mind becomes you know, jealous. Right, or narrow, upset, disturbed. Right? It's not quite sound state, right? So if I put it in an easier way, then I'd say a sound thought is a right and wholesome thought. Does that make sense to you? A right and wholesome thought. So let me ask you a question. If you choose the most important word from this sentence, then which word would you choose? Be mindful to make choices with sound thought. Which word do you think is the most important? Be mindful? Sound? Or choice? Uh, some people might choose maybe action. Be mindful to choose uh, to take an action with sound thought. Right? Uh, we may think that probably uh, what we actually do matters the most because um, you know it, it's what brings a result. Right? So we have tendency to focus on what we do more and 
or on its result. Right? But our action is founded on our thoughts. So if you watch closely, you will find that a thought always, always comes first. And then action follows. Right? I don't think there is any exception to this. You are here now on Sunday morning. And which thought brought you here? There should be some kind of thought that made you come here. Like, what is that thought for you? Come out of habit sometimes. OK. Just, I want to come about my habit. Yeah, and what about you? To regain the balance. Okay, and the Sunday service in Manhattan Temple will help, right? Yeah, and you actually come here, you are here. So always thoughts comes first and then action follows. If you look closely, so let me take another example. It's um, a little dark story. So in 2009 in Korea, an 11-year-old boy was hit by a car. And according to the surveillance camera, the injury was not fatal. The boy could walk. So actually, the driver took the boy to his car and then drove away with him. However, he did not take the boy to the hospital. Five days later, the boy was found dead, buried in a hill. The boy had been shot to death by the driver. Why did the driver kill the boy who could have survived? Why? And later, it turned out that the man was up afraid of being caught driving drunk. And he did not even have a driver's license. He wanted to avoid all these trouble situations. And his choice was to kill the boy. You may think this is nonsense. But he did this because at the moment he had the thought, I could avoid all this trouble if I kill this boy. So this is what could happen when your action is based on a wrong idea. So if someone has done a wrong action, then it's for sure that the person had a wrong thought. Therefore, if you want to change someone else's action, then think about what thought is under that action, instead of just focusing and looking at the behavior only, whether maybe your husband or your wife or your children or your friends, co-workers. So when I went to college, I shared a small bathroom with my roommate. And I tried to keep the bathroom clean. I did not want to bother her, so I put the least number of my personal items in the bathroom. 
and cleaned after I used it, but it looked like my roommate did not care that much. So she filled the space, a lot of her personal you know, items, and left a trace behind every time she took a shower. And what's the reason that caused a different attitude? Because she was a bad person, <laughs> and I'm a well-mannered person. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a thought that the bathroom was not my private space if it's, it's shared from somebody else. So I should not bother others by not keeping it clean. Right? So I just try to practice my thought and my value, which my roommate did not share. Does it make sense to you? So as long as we don't have the same value or same thought with others about something, um, we cannot expect them to act in the same way as ourselves. So for example, let's say a wife you know, becomes, sometimes becomes upset by her husband's behavior, especially in the bathroom. <laughs> then his behavior cannot change until he changes his thoughts and the values they have for him. So your action is founded on your thoughts, especially your value. The value is like a long-term thought, right? So let's say two people try hard to be mindful to make a right choice with, at the same time, with the same amount of effort. The result will vary depending on what value they have. So we need to take time to reflect on our thoughts and our value that we have. So if you think your practice is stuck and your life needs to be changed, And instead of just stress, being stressed, and frustrated, getting stressed, um, becoming frustrated by just focusing on the outcome. Examine the thoughts and values you have lived with. Because they are what have created your life as it is now. Take the time to reflect on your deepest values and ask questions like, what is the most important in my life? What really matters in my life at the end? Or does this really matter to me? The founding master said, Sotesan, the founding master said, no matter what one has one may be doing, whether a person is wholly devoted to it or not, depends on how well he understands its connection to him. If he understands that practice is vital to your future, then you will practice diligently. So now a 
New Year is coming. The New Year is coming, so you might have set a new goal already. But to set a new goal, to set a goal like um, sleep early or sleep enough, go to bed early, exercise every day, spend more time with family or friends, you know, have more quality time with beloved friends, it's not enough. For you to live aligned with that goal, the goals has to have a personal value to you. Um, let me tell you another story of mine. The Korean schools are very competitive, you know, you, you may know, as many people know. So they take exam every month. And they rank students' grade even in elementary school, from top to the list. So when I was in fourth grade, I did quite well in school. <laughs> I was usually at the top in my class, but I had one problem. I had a rival in my class. And one day, after I received the report card, I found that I was not at the top in the exam, and my rival was at the top. I was the second. So as soon as I found that, you know what, what happened? Right at the moment I found that I'm not at the top, I shed tears. <laughs> it was so bitter, like my heart was broken. Do you know? Do you know that feeling <laughs> of jealous? <laughs> Heartbreaking jealous. So at that moment, it was very at that moment that I realized, wow, being jealous? is very painful. I don't want to become I don't want to become jealous again. So since then, you should know that I was 10 years old in American age. You should know that 10-year-old girls jealous can be very very intense and strong. <laughs> so since then, I consciously or unconsciously, try not to be jealous. Like if you got burned by fire, right? you, you become more careful. You don't want to experience that pain again. So I consciously try to focus on myself rather than be, being competitive and trying to be at the top. So my, I put priority. Uh, on being more centered, not being at the top. So, and it seems that this it it worked because I remember when I was a high school student, one of my classmates told me, "You you don't um, look like you're attached to the ranking <laughs> that much. Usually, for Korean high school students, you know, being." being doing better than other students, getting a good grade, it's all about their school life. Sadly, it's true. So from my bitter experience, I clearly learned that jealous creates suffering. 
since that experience, being centered, meant more than being at the top. <coughs> so every time I meet the chance that can create um, the jealous in my mind, I think I operate this value system automatically. So we can set our um, value system or change our value system um, by um, experience, through, through our experience, just like I did, or through our reflection, by asking the fundamental questions to yourself. So what is the most really important thing in life? Another way I'd like to suggest to have a right thought, a right value, is grafting. Grafting in gardening, grafting in farming. Do you know that term, grafting? Okay. To graft a tree, you know, a section of stem with leaf buds is inserted into a stalk of a big tree. Do you know what that means? Yeah, grafting. It's a very common word in Korea. Uh, they eventually become joined and become one. So in next spring, the bud leaves, the bud sprouts, leaves. So likewise, you can graft ourselves to the awakened ones. Oh, even though I was pretty good in keeping centered about competition in school, it doesn't mean that I was happy about other people's success. I was more like indifferent. <laughs> I don't care, you know. Um, however, since I started one Buddhist practice, I have learned the value of being pleased with other people's success. Now to take delight in other people's success has become my value. So if I see my friends are successful in their work or in their practice, I'm pleased. Because I truly believe that we are connected. So if they are doing well, then the energy will eventually reach me. Maybe I'm still selfish. <laughs> but I truly believe that. Yeah, not too. The 11-year-old girl who cried for being at the second in the class has now become a person who can genuinely celebrate her friend's success. So it would not have been possible without learning from the teachers, learning from the founding master, or the Hedama masters. So for me, so reading the scripture is a way of grafting myself to the awakened ones. Do you remember the mindfulness phrase that I gave in the beginning of the talk? Be mindful. What is the sentence? Be mindful to make choices with sound thought. So today I've talked, um, focused on the importance of having sound thought today, and sound thought and right value system. 
So it's a good season to reflect on your value, your life goals. It's um, end of the year and the new year is coming. So I hope you have a um, wonderful and meaningful holiday and greet a new year. Thank you.